0: Why do we think that David Montgomery, B. John Robinson, and Brian Robinson Jr. will have big week fives in fantasy football? We do it right here for you as we break down our quarterback and running back rankings on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily
1: NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're a destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. I'm one of your co-hosts, as usual, Vinny Irwin. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL, fantasy football, and betting for sportingnews.com.
1: Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst at NFL.com.
0: All right, Michelle, it is uh, time to start looking at our rankings for week five. Hard to believe we're already past the quarter point of the 2023 season, a little bit deeper than that in our fantasy football seasonal league. So we're going to help you uh, break down which running backs you want to play this week. Now there's some no-brainer plays we'll start with, but we also want to look at how high these guys can go. If you're playing DFS or know what the expectations are from these players, it's helpful. So We're going to start with David Montgomery. What a season he's had. He's just smashing it here. I didn't think he was going to be a touchdown machine the same way that we saw with Jamal Williams. Not only is he doing that, he's dominating the workload over Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Much to my sadness here that uh, really Dan Campbell does not want to play the rookie as much. Uh, He's fine with Sam Laporta, but not with Jameer Gibbs. But that's been great for David Montgomery. He has his best offensive line ever. I am at number three. Michelle, you... have them both really high in the top seven. You have a number six. So really Dave Montgomery, I don't think there's any way that he doesn't have a big game against the Panthers this week.
1: Yeah, I think the big uh, reason why David Montgomery is so pushed up is, A, because of his matchup. It's a great matchup against the Panthers, and I think as long as the Lions are in control of games, are in the lead, they don't need to throw too much, like, this is David Montgomery's backfield, and we're unfortunately not going to get a lot of great fantasy value out of Gibbs until there's some of those high-scoring games where the Lions have to put up more points uh, through the air, so, yeah, this is another great matchup for David Montgomery. The Panthers allow a lot of uh, rushing yards on the ground. I have him at six, not all the way up at three like you, just because, yeah, he had an amazing week in week four with three rushing touchdowns. But week one, 13 points, week two, 12 points. He's one of the safer guys you can plug in this week. Like, you're happy to have him, but I don't think, you know, he has another 30-point week or anything like that. But it should be great. Um But you, of course, already have the guys, and we we don't need to talk about CMC or Bijan. Derek Henry, people have learned, and they're not going to get crazy anymore. And he (laughs) is in your lineups, obviously, Tony Pollard. But we also both have Brian Robinson Jr. in our top five. So you have him at number four. I have him at number five. I mean, A, he just gets a ton of work, right? And he looks really good this year. And then he gets the Chicago Bears. Is that a big reason why he's in your top five this week?
0: Yeah, I remember last year when he was uh, having that issue coming back. Uh, unfortunately, he had the shooting there that really slowed him down. But he was a top prospect from Alabama. There was a lot of buzz over him. Then he got in that Bears game, right? And they were like, okay, we're going to give you a lot of touches, an emotional night there that he got going, and he scored the winning touchdown in that game. If uh, Remember, there was a bit of a botched special teams issue that <laughs> led to that touchdown. But that was kind of his arrival here to say, hey, maybe I'm better – then Antonio Gibson, and he's really thrived here with Eric Bietemi, a former running back. So he's been the guy here. He's uh, scoring at a good rate. He did score last week, despite not a lot of rushing yards against the Eagles. So this is a really good spot. I mean, he destroyed the first matchup he got against the Cardinals in week one, and he's been pretty good since then. So it's a great matchup for him. I think he gets in the end zone. He probably gets about 75 yards rushing, maybe a little bit in the receiving realm here, but Yeah, I love the Robinsons this week. B. Robinson, if you have a B. Robinson on your team, play them. Because B. John, I know Michelle had him preseason number one. I have him number one this week. It's hard because Christian McCaffrey's been so good. But uh, B. John gets the Texans this week. So these guys can just kill it for you. So if you got got two B. Robinsons, you're rolling here in fantasy.
1: Yes, absolutely. And one guy that you're much higher on than I am is Aaron Jones against uh, the Raiders. So Aaron Jones, I probably should have higher, right? I have him at 17. I'm a little scared based on his workload last week coming back from the injury, but you would expect that to go up. He had a very nice week one before he got injured, mostly due to touchdowns. So it's not like he was getting a ton of work as a rusher, but AJ Dillon's doing absolutely nothing. So you would think Aaron Jones would get a lot of work and do well. I'm just, I'm a little worried about the workload we saw from last week, but you are confident that we see that increase another week removed from the injury.
0: Yeah, it is also the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think he's going to have a good family contingent there. He's from El Paso, not too far. So this is about as close as you can get other than Arizona to play there. So he's a good uh, family kid. He's really smart. And he's going to say, look, hit me the ball more in this game. You guys didn't, uh, Feed me enough, and maybe it was the hamstring. But now he's had the extra mini buy to get healed up here. They get to go in on a Monday night, so I think they're going to let Eric Jones loose here, and we can see him explode for a big game. Keep in mind, before that hamstring injury, Week One, he just destroyed the Bears in a very good matchup. He was the RB one for one short week before he got hurt, so he has his potential. we said he was one of the safest players in fantasy. Unfortunately, that hamstring came into play, but. This matchup against the Raiders, just too good here. I think the Packers are really going to put up a lot of points with different guys this week.
1: Yeah, I probably am too low on him, but I'm going to maybe move him up a couple spots. I don't think he's going to finish with super high points this week, yeah. but you're playing him. If you roster Aaron Jones, you're playing him. He always has a super high ceiling in any given week, and It is a nice matchup, so you're plugging him into your lineup. A guy I'm much higher on than you, so to flip the script here, I have Kyron Williams, the Rams running back at RB9. You have him all down the way down at RB21 now, I get he has a tough matchup against the Eagles, but I think I'm already accounting for that because he's the RB3 on the season uh, in fantasy points, which is pretty wild. He's only be cut behind Christian McCaffrey and Raheem Mostert this season. So, you know, I'm accounting for that tough matchup, moving him a bit down from the RB3 spot that he's on, and I expect him to, you know, still be a top 10 running back. He gets all the work in that backfield. He's getting a ton of targets. He is tied for the third most targets among running backs this year. So even if the Rams get down, I expect them to use him in the passing game. He's scoring touchdowns at a super high rate. So I I do just think he's a guy that continually just got to rank high.
0: Yeah, what's with guys named Williams scoring touchdowns at a high rate here? And I'm looking at Kyron Williams. Look, he's a little-ish back. He's okay. And I think he's been rather inefficient running. He's getting it done with volume and touchdowns. And the Eagles don't allow anything to running backs. I know Ryan Robinson Jr. scored last week, and that kind of saved his day. But it was pretty tough. <laughs> Those big guys inside there against the Eagles, it's, it's a wall. It's, other than the Titans, this is the worst matchup, I think, for running backs. And Kyron Williams, he could disappear in the pass game. Keep in mind that Cooper Cup might play. We'll see if that happens. But it's a good matchup for Tyler Higbee, so they could get him involved in the passing game with uh, Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell this week. So maybe not a lot of balls going that way to Williams. We've seen that before where the Rams would basically run their running backs and not thrown to them. So I'm a little bit concerned. He's a little bit banged up as well. I don't think this means we'll see suddenly a lot of Ronnie Rivers running in this game, but there's just enough that they need to be a little bit cautious, right? You can't overwork this guy. He's not a big dude. So giving him this type of workload, especially if he's starting to Throw some signs here. I think they'll cut it his workload a, a little bit. But again, I, I look at this. It's just an anomalous thing going on with the Rams. They're throwing a ton. They're not surprisingly getting any passing touchdowns. And maybe Cooper Cup not being in there hurts that a little bit with Matthew Stafford because most of his TDs go to him. But at some point, you think that's going to correct itself a, a little bit, right? With the 300 yards, it seems like Matthew Stafford goes with every week. So that's my reasoning. But let's look. I still think you're playing him. You can't ignore him as a volume base back in RB21. I'm just uh bumping him down this week.
1: Yeah, and remember, he faced the 49ers, and we were worried about that matchup, and he put up 28 yeah. points. So he, he's been doing it against hard teams as well. Uh So we'll see what happens there with uh Kyron Williams and Aaron Jones. Maybe we'll have to keep an eye on that to see who outscores the other <laughs> There and have some fun with that, but let's move on to the Dolphins' running backs because last week, you know, Moster finally it had a down game. I mean, he was electric for yeah. the season, and then you know comes crashing down. He only gets seven rushing attempts and gets nine rushing yards on those. He still was used in the passing game and got five targets. It was A-chan, Achan who had another great game, right? Because of the touchdowns, yeah. the two rushing touchdowns he scored, but only eight carries. He did put up over a hundred yards on those eight carries. Are we feeling good about plugging in both this week? They get a, a nicer matchup than what they had to deal with with the Bills. So, are we trusting them in Week Four or Week? Sorry, Week Five against the Giants?
0: Yeah, I think you are because the Giants are just totally messy right now. And Kenneth Walker had a pretty good game there. He was one of the fantasy assets that actually produced uh, okay on Monday night along with DK Metcalf scoring the touchdown. But when you look at it, the Giants are still reeling here. I think they're a good pass-rushing team at times. So I think to counter that, you got to run on them a little bit. And I think these two guys can do it. And most of it, I think part of it was just maybe – Mike McDaniel getting enamored with a and it was just the way the matchup went, right? It, it was tougher against running backs, so they had to go to the guy with speed to break things off. I don't think this one is tough, and I think it's going to be a big lead, I think, for this team as well. Keep in mind that a lot of a work was because, again, they were trailing in a bad game script last week. So if they're ahead, which they're going to be in a lot of games, <laughs> I think you'll see – him a little bit I don't think they'll blow them out of the park the way we saw the Broncos where a Chan comes in and is the closer anyway so I think you can play both of them though I, I think that's what you have to do and you kind of put them pretty high because this is just a high leverage offense Tyreek Hill's being a little contained Jalen Waddle's not doing all that much so it's kind of interesting the power has shifted from Hill and Waddle to Mostert and Chain being the guys every week
1: yeah, we both have uh, A-Chan and Mostert as top 15 plays this week. Um, so both of us are a little bit higher on A-Chan, um, and then we still yeah. have Mostert, though. You have him at 13, I have him at 15. So you're plugging them both in. Yeah, and then one last guy to hit on in this top segment here. Big name, coming back, Saquon Barkley. Are we feeling good about him? You're going to play Saquon Barkley if he plays. But how confident are you that he can have a really nice game against the Dolphins? We both have him ranked as our RB12 this week.
0: Yeah, it's not like the Dolphins have really shut down running backs, right? Going back all the way to week one, we saw Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly have a big game together. And then you look at last week, I mean, James Cook, and they didn't need a lot out of James Cook, but he did score and they did involve Latavius Murray. who had some good mop-up numbers there against the Dolphins. So they are leaking a little bit. Against the run, they're a pass rushing team, and that's what they do well. And that's not good for Daniel Jones. So we'll see. Does Saquon say, eh, You know what? I need a little bit more time with my ankle. I don't want to go in with no Andrew Thomas and Daniel Jones looking bad. I'm only on a one year deal. Do I really want to stretch this out? <laughs> so I could see Saquon saying, You know what? I think I need one more week to get well here. And we'll see if that plays out. But I think he's a competitor. He needs to get out there. The Giants are losing. I think you have to plan based on the volume. I mean, you saw how atrocious this offense was without him. So they need to feed him the ball immediately Nothing. if he comes back to have any chance in this game. And so we'll see if Saquon can return. But I am 50-50 on this, uh, based on the ankle that can linger here.
1: Yeah, and like DFS, I wouldn't want to plug in Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I'm not gonna to want to pay up for his name. But if you're in just your regular uh, you know, season league. You plug it in Saquon Barkley, spend an early pick on him. And like you said, the Dolphins are allowing 4.6 yards per carry to running backs this season. So it's not like they're shutting down running backs. And we know they can use him as a receiver. So he can have a nice week, but uh, maybe don't expect, you know, the regular Saquon Barkley right off the gate.
0: All right. We will get in some other running backs here in our next segment. And we'll actually tell you one about them with our eBay guaranteed fit of the week pick. All right. Uh, We are excited that we've teamed up with eBay Motors here on Locked on Fantasy Football. and Every week, we're going to bring you the eBay Guaranteed Fit Play of the Week and Fantasy Pick here for you. And we're going to do it all season long here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Whether you're prepping for a DFS lineup, uh, construction, or scouting the waiver wire, or just looking for a rebound or a strong play in your regular seasonal lineups, we're going to provide... You players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster and in your lineups. So let's look at who our guaranteed fit player is, and we'll talk about him more in our next segment, but it's Jets running back Brees Hall. He's had a tough season so far with limited usage under Nathaniel Hackett, but his explosive 56-yard rushing game on only six carries against the Chiefs in week four is great foreshadowing for his best game of the season. That's coming up this week in Denver in week five. Look for Hall to fly. A mile high with the speed isn't an, an explosiveness. Broncos defense is falling apart against the run, especially against faster backs of Brees Hall's ilk. Expect Hall to go off to help the Jets try to get a much needed road win in Denver. Here on Lockner Fantasy Football, we're going to help you win your fantasy football championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. That's the same with your vehicle. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And eBay Guaranteed Fit. It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So check it out here. eBay Guaranteed Fit, available only to U.S. customers. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, Michelle. We just talked about Brees Hall as our eBay guaranteed fit play of the week. And uh, let's uh, get into that here. I'm really high on him this week. I think you can't ignore the fact that he had that 43 run last Week a 43-yarder, I should say, and then you have us ranking him in the top 20. I think this is going to happen. Dalvin Cook looks washed. They need a win. I think the one thing is Nathaniel Hackett seemed to figure out a few things last week on how to make Zach Wilson more comfortable, spread the ball around, use your best playmakers, and I think Brees Hall is going to be a big part of that, so I like it, and the Broncos, we've seen them give up big runs to Devin Achan. He just blew past him. Khalil Herbert looked good, it's explosive. This is the same type of back to me that can give them a lot of problems running outside.
1: Yeah. And as you were speaking about Brees Hall in your eBay motors, uh, read, we got a, a notification from Adam Schefter and it says jets head coach, Robert Sala told reporters that the team will not be limiting running back Brees Hall's workload any longer. There you go. Now we hear coach speak sometimes <laughs> like this, and it doesn't end up working out, uh, <clears throat> Marvin Mims but they have to play Brees Hall more it, it just makes sense like this whole report makes sense that they would want to play him more he's definitely their best playmaker on offense with Garrett Wilson like utilize your special players then like you brought up this Broncos matchup is just too perfect they've allowed Herbert, Brian Robinson, Moster, and Achan to all put up 22 plus fantasy points over the last three weeks like this is a smash spot and if Brees Hall can't do it here, then I don't know when we're going to be able to trust him again to put him into our lineup.
0: And Nathaniel Hackett should be mad in this game. I mean, he's got Sean Payne on the other side talking trash, and uh, they've it's got one man on the side. So he's going to say, look, this is my best weapon. I'm going to beat you with Al Mazzard here. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I can to do this uh, this week. And look, uh, there's a lot of pressure on the Jets right now. So this is the win they absolutely must get here. The Broncos are reeling got to go after them. I know they won last week, but barely survived that Bears game. So Jets showed a lot of life against chiefs. So you have to like that as well. It's perfect timing. And for Brees Hall, I think this is about the time we saw Brees Hall go off last week or last season as a rookie as well. So interesting timing there now, Let's uh, talk about two guys, one that just returned last week in Alvin Kamara, and he had 13 receptions for under 40 yards receiving, but he gave you some PPR gold there. And then you look at uh, one guy this week, Jonathan Taylor. We'll see about the practice schedule and what they're going to do with him. But uh, we went from Jonathan Taylor wants a trade to be out of there, and Zach Moss is looking good, and maybe they'll trade him to, oh, I want to be back here and and play and maybe build my trade value or free agency value for next year. So interesting. But I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be in the lineup this week for Indianapolis.
1: Yeah, with Alvin Kamara, you seem to be more trusting of him being more efficient this week than I am. You have my RB13, I have my RB22. You're plugging in Alvin Kamara either way, but it is a tough matchup against the Patriots. And this team sucked right the saints often yeah. sucked, so it's not like like wow those 13 or those 14 targets Salva Kimura, that helped us win like that i mean if they do that again they're just gonna lose again so you would think they have to change it up and this is a hard patriots offense. so i don't expect him to just get fake fantasy points uh for doing absolutely nothing in back-to-back weeks and with this colts backfield with jonathan taylor and zach moss This is so hard this week and ranking these guys is going to be nearly impossible because not only do we not know, you know, the workload for Jonathan Taylor, if he does come back and play in this first week, that's still a question reporters asked uh, Shane Steichen if he will be playing Jonathan Taylor this week off of just, you know, a couple practices. And he said, we'll see. We don't know what his workload would be like. We don't know what Zach Moss's workload would be like. And then they have to play against the Titans, who are a very, very tough run defense. I don't know what to do with these guys. But yeah. there's bye weeks, there's injuries. Like you're probably going to have to play them.
0: Yeah, if Taylor's in there, I would expect Taylor's going to be in there, right? I mean, he's been resting for a while, and he's going to be what they want. And don't forget, I mean, yeah, they've been really tough against running backs. But we did see Jerome Ford have a nice scrimmage game a couple weeks ago. And this is Jonathan Taylor. And keep in mind, he's also playing off Anthony Richardson. So the Titans are going to have to worry about that as well. So he could have a pretty good game again, but it's impossible to know Jonathan Taylor coming back for his full workhorse role. They just put him in and Zach Moss has a very limited role. Do they still want to do a 50-50 split? There's all these questions on top of him playing. But again, if you got Jonathan Taylor, you've been waiting for him to come back. Yeah, you Might as well play him and see what happens. Now, I might be dropping this next guy down. It just depends. We had some positive reports, strangely, about Javante Williams with the hip flexor. I've been to RB18, Julio McLaughlin. You have him at 32. I think you're more with the markets this week, just being a little conservative. And it's not the easiest matchup against the Jets. The Jets can give up things against the run, but I am now maybe not feeling it as much. If there's a chance Javante plays, I don't think that will necessarily happen. Maybe he's playing because he sees that he hasn't been very effective and he wants to get on the field and not lose his job. So that could be also in play here, but I don't know. And this is another tough player to rank because I don't know if they'll suddenly ramp up Samadji Piran's role as well.
1: Yeah. So in one league, I ended up, you know, getting Jaleel McLaughlin uh, off of waivers. Like uh, I won the waiver and immediately I regretted it. I was like, I don't even want him. <laughs> like I, and so this is the thing Broncos running backs are doing nothing, right? They, they have it this year. They weren't last year. So it's been a long time since we've seen any Broncos running back be like good they're not putting producing points and then it's going to be a three-headed monster where none of them are monsters they're just all bad um in this backfield if Javante Williams does play so if Javante doesn't play I think Jaleel McLaughlin is a fine like person to throw a dart throw on if you really need a running back you know you might be struggling for the RB2 but again he had 10 touches last week it's not like he was being used a ton so He's playable, yeah. but I do you think throw. he's a complete dart throw in this matchup. It's a hard, I mean, the Jets just overall are good defense. So I, I don't love it, but you, you might have to throw him in. Another guy we don't love is Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots. He has to play against the Saints, hard run defense. Uh, I have him at RB23, you have him at RB28. Is that even too high for him? Because he scored seven and six points over the last two weeks.
0: Yeah, it's just really hard because I don't see this ne- necessarily having a negative game script either. Like, I think this is going to be a pretty tough game between two kind of inept or underachieving offense. They're not totally inept. There's some players there that should be making plays here. But I don't know. There's just something not right with the Patriots running game, just offense in general, right? And we thought we could count on Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry, and we're not anymore. We don't know who they're main guys are from week to week now and we heard that crazy report that Ezekiel was going to start of course it didn't really matter because Stevenson and Elliott did nothing together in that matchup against the Cowboys so I think it's overall Patriots issue that you got to fade all the Patriots pretty hard right now so I'm a little concerned so again if you got some better options and in one league I do Michelle I have Alexander Madison, so I can always go there with him in the flex spot over Stevenson. I'm going to keep doing that right now until uh, further notice with Stevenson doing anything. Now, Khalil Herbert, last week, of course, when everyone was thinking Roshan Johnson breakout, here it comes, here it comes. They feed Khalil Herbert the ball. He goes over the century mark, scores. It's tough, right? But this week, I, I can't recommend him. The commanders are on defense pretty darn good. They contain DeAndre Swift after his a quick start last week. So yeah, I don't know if I can go back to Khalil Herbert. I can't do it.
1: Yeah. It doesn't feel good. I mean, I think it really was just probably the great matchup against the Broncos. And that's why, I mean, we love Reese hall, right? It's like these guys can have their breakout week. It all comes down to, will they keep feeding him? Because I do think the bears can stay. I don't think like Washington's going to like destroy them. Right. It should be kind of a close game. Do they feed him? Because he got 18 rushing attempts last week. If he gets 18 rushing attempts again, then yeah, I want to play him because I think he's a talented guy. And like James Cook in Make three, he averaged over 6.5 yards against Washington. James Conner averaged 4.4 yards against Washington. Yeah, and so down at 4.0, but he also scored a touchdown. So it's not the worst matchup for running backs, but like, would you rather go with Jaleel McLaughlin or Khalil Herbert? Because I think it's super close.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think I would go Khalil Herbert, just a little bit safer. I mean, that's what my, I, I think, even though my rankings go in the other direction, I'll say that. I think McLaughlin is more at a random ceiling play, where I think Herbert's going to give a bigger floor. I could see McLaughlin, the bottom, just completely dropping out again. I might adjust McLaughlin now with the positive ro- reports on Javante Williams, but Roshan Johnson, I mean, this is ridiculous. He's been there Best looking back, but just not getting the opportunity to see the Bears are a mess here. So, yeah, the Bears are going to be week to week here for the most part and maybe matchup based right now.
1: Yes. So that's our running back rankings. You know, if you have any questions about other running backs, you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, But we're going to jump into our quarterback rankings in our final segment to close out the show. But first, let's talk about another one of our sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at any other inopportune moments? I personally have definitely struggled with this. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get a breakdown from your thoughts. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. With BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's help. H-E-L-P. That's BetterHelp. Better H-E-L-P slash locked on. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on and get on your way to being your best self. All right, let's get into our quarterback rankings here to close out the show. Uh, we have our usual suspects at the top with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And Lamar Jackson, and now I feel like Anthony Richardson yeah. should just be a part of these names, right? I feel like every week we're just going to be like, "You're playing Anthony Richardson, right?" Are we a little, are we at all worried about him going up against the Titans with them being a better rush defense, or do we think if he needs to he can get it done with his arm, because we both have him as our quarterback five this week?
0: Yeah, I'm giving up here. I'm just going with Anthony Richardson the rest of the way. Now, I did. Look at him preseason. I thought he was going to border, be a borderline QB1. So this is not too far from that. I thought 11 or 12, somewhere there, is a reasonable place to put him. But now he's not 11 or 12. He's much higher than that. And what I've been impressed with, it's not just the running, right? He seems in command. This guy is just a physically superior, and <laughs> dominant athlete. So even if he's not perfect in a lot of ways, he's going to make up for it. He's just that good of an athlete. So look he's come through. I mean, they look dead against Rams. Okay. I thought, okay, this is a tough defensive mashup. Then all of a sudden he's running around making plays and they're back in the game and almost win it here. So it is uh, interesting to see how quickly he's developed. We thought he's raw, but credit Shane Steichen, because I think some of that uh, Juju or Mojo or whatever you want to call it is left Jalen Hurts a little bit, just a little bit, right? Anthony Richardson has some of it uh, with the guy that, uh, I mean, is got the best out of Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. So the system, the coach, all that is really helping on top of just the pure physical talent. So you can't ignore that this guy is going to have a high floor every week. He's kind of like Lamar Jackson the sequel, right? He's yeah. like giving you that that type of numbers here in different ways, just getting it done. Doesn't matter the matchup, he's going to get his numbers in some form. So it's funny because we, I think we pretty much have them uh, ranked back to back. We do. I have Richardson ahead of Jackson. You have Jackson just ahead of Richardson. Both firmly in the top uh, ten here. So love uh, their opportunities here. Now, Trevor Lawrence. uh Okay, I think you have him at single. eight
1: still. You are yeah, so confident in this club. man.
0: Yeah, he, Why? I am. Because maybe it's I have quarterback. I have a lot. So um, <laughs> that's coming into play. Um, I think he's funny and he's a cool dude, I guess. And, and they're back in London and look, I think there's just a few things being left on the table. And I say that, I don't want to say this every week, whichever Lawrence, but I think Christian Kirk had some opportunities last week that wasn't there, but Evan Ingram and Calvin Ridley, he's locked into them. He's running, which I like as well. But to me in this game, what's going to be a little bit different. I thought the Falcons were going to be a little bit more competitive, to be honest, this week, we know the Bills are going to put up points, so they're going to have to throw and be involved. They kind of just gone to their shell, right? If we're just going to kick a field, few field goals. Like, and if they didn't score the defensive touchdown and it wasn't so easy against the Falcons, I think you might have seen some better numbers from Lawrence, but the game was in control. That's not going to be the case this week. He's going to have to chuck, chuck, chuck with Josh Allen, who I have his QB1 for a second straight week. I think Josh Allen is playing out of his mind. Lawrence is going to have to respond, so... I see him throwing 40, 50 times potentially in this game, and uh, that's why I like him this week. Again, I like these matchups where that other quarterback is good enough where he's going to have the volume against an elite quarterback that's going to put up the numbers. So I think the numbers are there for the taking, especially if you like the Bills in this game, you can like him that way. If you like the Jaguars in the game, then you can uh, have them go back and forth on this one.
1: Yeah, I, I can't get with you here. You have him at quarterback eight. I have him at quarterback 17, which I think is plenty fair. He is the quarterback 17 of fantasy points so far throughout the season. And I don't think this is the week. I mean, this is just what he does, right? This is what he did last year. 17 points, 14 points, 16 points, nine points, like not a high ceiling. And he has a low floor. And I don't think against the Bills shut down defense, this is going to be the week he has a good week. I mean, they just shut the Bills just shut down the Dolphins offense. And you think the Jaguars are going to be the team? Well, like, I can't are,
0: they're, the london, they, they're team london so this but is they funny. also
1: they also destroyed washington's offense in week three who found plenty of success against the eagles and they have a, an okay defense it's yeah. not like the eagles are the worst defense in the league so i, I just think the bills are a special defense and i'm not t- like i would not play trevor lawrence no matter what
0: well, i don't know like, it's out i think there's a little bit of a weakness in the back end here they didn't have jordan poyer last week so i think you can't really run well on them. And I think, it, look, Travis Etienne needs to be involved also the passing game a little bit more. He's been too much. If Evan Ingram and Calvin Ridley are not there, it's been a little bit of struggle. So I, I think that, look, this is a guy, everyone says go low for Joe Burrow. I might go low for Trevor Lawrence because you just we know what he can do, and the schedule really opens up at some point for him, right? So I think just Maybe. be... Wary, he's ta- he's too talented. He's just too physically talented Is to not he... give the job right at some point. Yeah. Well, yes, these yes.
1: next three guys, we, these next three guys, we yeah. each have in our top twelve, and I would be easily playing all of them over Trevor Lawrence. And it's Jordan Love against the Raiders, C.J. Stroud against the Falcons, and Sam Howell against the Bears. We all, I mean, we we agree on these three guys. We. Each have them in our top twelve. Like I said, uh, Love just really hasn't had really a bad fantasy week yet. Like he keeps just getting it done, even if it doesn't come to late in the game and he doesn't look good throughout the game, he gets it done for fantasy. And the Raiders have, have been allowing a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. They even they allowed Kenny Pickett to throw two passing touchdowns against them. He's never that's his only game in his career he's ever yeah. had two passing touchdowns. So the Raiders give up touchdowns. So Love's a, a great play this week. Stroud's been killing it. And Sam Howell, I just think with that matchup against the Bears, um, they allowed Mahomes, Love, and Russell Wilson to each throw three passing touchdowns against them. So I think Sam Howell is a a solid play this week. Is there one of these guys that you feel more strongly about than the other?
0: Yeah, I actually like uh, Sam Howell the most uh, because the Bears defense is so bad and he looked good last week. And I think he's going to face a similar matchup here where banged up secondary and a worse pass rush, right? They're not going to really come after him. He's going to be comfortable. I think he can run for a few yards, It's a great matchup for his receivers. So, I do like him. I'm a little bit worried that the Bears won't be all that competitive in the game and that'll hurt, but I'm not sure, though, the Falcons or the Raiders will be all that much more competitive this week. Maybe Jordan Love a little bit because the Raiders do have Devontae Adams and you figure he's going to be motivated to have a game, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo's in there, so something to watch there, but I think you're looking at I I think easily you get two touchdowns from each of these guys. That's just the baseline. I think you get two touchdowns and good combined yardage uh, there from all these guys. So I I love it. I like CJ Stroud this week with his weapons that you can't run on the Falcons all that well. So that's good. You can throw and put up some numbers there that we saw that are available. So I do like all three of these guys. Uh, Look, I hope you don't have all three because then you have to make a tough decision between three nice guys here. But I, I think by week, if you, Don't have Justin Herbert out there. One of these guys will give you that Justin Herbert-like production.
1: Yes. And if you have Trevor Lawrence, uh, hopefully Sam Howe or CJ Stroud, you're able to get (laughs) – off waivers and play them another (laughs) guy. I would feel much more confident playing than Trevor Lawrence. I'm just going to keep saying that Uh, we're both okay playing uh, Justin Fields and rolling him out again this week. We know it was brutal to start the year and we know he just had a super easy matchup last week. And, but the thing is he came through right in a huge way. It's not like, Oh, he just had an okay game and a bad matchup. Like he had a fantastic fantasy day and mostly, you know, good for him in the NFL day. Uh, against the Broncos last week. And now he gets the commanders who allowed 25 points to Russell Wilson. You know, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen had their normal days against them. So I I do think you can roll Justin Fields out in this matchup.
0: Yeah, they've actually given up uh, quite a few rushing yards looking at it. I mean, Russell Wilson had 56 rushing yards, and he stopped running. So (laughs) he wasn't doing any running last year. So he was actually doing things. They actually contained Josh Allen to under 50, and they gave – Gallant Hurts under 40, but still, that's still significant rushing, and we know Justin Fields, if he gets a few openings, and I think the pass rush is going to get to him a few times, that's going to flush him out and make him run a little bit here as well. The commanders are not very good at linebacker, so that can open some things up, and I think they're going to have to let him loose if they have any shot at winning this game and getting their first win of the season. So, yeah, he's a starter now. I mean, let's just accept it. It's going to be sloppy. It's not going to be great in reality. There's going to be some mistakes, but he's just going to put up the numbers overall. And look, is he the running cheat code quarterback that Anthony Richardson and Lamar Jackson are right now? No, he's not. But is the quarterback landscape iffy and shaky with some of these top guys? Yes, it is. And so you can look at Justin Fields. He has a path to numbers, and that's what we're looking for for most of these guys.
1: Yeah, and uh, one last guy to hit on here, and I, I think he is a viable option, and again, I would play him over Trevor Lawrence, is Josh Dobbs uh, against the Bengals. I am at Q- quarterback 13. You have him at quarterback 19, so you're not like as confident in plugging him in, but I mean, it's been... Two out of three really good weeks. And even in that third week uh, against the Cowboys still scored 17 points. So it's been 25, 17 and 23 points over the last three weeks. He's getting it done with rushing, especially 41, 55 and 48 rushing yards over the last three weeks. So I I think you can do it. Again, in this matchup, I think he's going to have to, well, you say that. Like, I keep thinking, I see Bangles and I think the other teams are going to have to put up points. But that hasn't been true this yeah. year. But I still think that Josh Jobs is a very viable play. Again, I don't have him as a top 12 guy, but quarterback 13. So if you're looking off waivers for bye weeks or injuries or because Burrow and Trevor Lawrence are sucking, you can plug him in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like him. Again, I think that's what I'm a little concerned about. That I would have looked at this game, okay, he's going to put up some garbage points, right? But if Joe Burrow is not doing a lot here, is this going to be a field goal fest? And It's a, not a very high total right now, so that's my concern here with it. I think he can have a solid game. I think a lot of people can have two touchdowns this week. Uh, I can't tell you the yardage is going to play out with all these guys, but I, I, I think we've seen the middle of the road the guys really – be, have some value. It's different guys. We thought it was going to be Dak Prescott. He's not really getting it done here. Russ Wilson's been okay, but nothing where you have to bang the table and say, let's go. Jared Goff has been kind of week to week based on how much he's actually throwing for touchdowns with Dave Montgomery eating up everything. So yeah, it's tough. We're by week this week, you, know, you lose really two quarterbacks for three if you're playing Geno Smith and you're counting on him, but you don't have Herbert, Deshaun Watson. I, I guess Baker Mayfield was playing well enough. So it's a little bit different this week. It's compressed with the ranking. So you might uh, look at different quarterbacks this week that you may not normally play. But I think, Michelle, how I break down a quarterback, it's been really good for like super flex because you've got options. It's not been that good for solo quarterback leagues because you get stuck and you play the wrong one. And these guys that are up and coming behind usually outperform those guys that we drafted earlier.
1: Yep, that's so true. Like the top guys, besides like so, the thing is, the three guys that you spent up really high picks, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, they're doing it right. But if you did wait until those fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth rounds, like they're not so much. And the guys that you could have taken in the double digit rounds, those are the ones that are succeeding, and it's hard to replace them. It really is. It's a hard pill to swallow. But I do think this is the time. I mean, sooner or later, you have to give up on those guys that keep destroying your lineups and move on to the guys who are actually scoring fantasy points.
0: Yeah. We've talked so much about the running back dead zone. All those running back dead zone guys keep coming through. It, it seem like there should be more talk about the quarterback tight end wide receiver dead zone, because that's where it is. I think that's where we get stuck and that's where you should be really attacking the running backs. And I think that I've learned that this year. that the team, I attack the running backs in the middle, doing well. If I attack running back early, it's not doing as well. So it's just the way it is now. And uh, I think, again, it's tough Uh, quarterback. I think some of these guys will regress to the mean, either positively or negatively, but you still have to just kind of play the matchups and consider that. So we will look tomorrow at the wide receivers and tight ends attached to these quarterbacks to the rankings. So thanks again for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen every day. That's what our show is tomorrow. Then we'll look at the DFS and prize picks there to close the week on Friday ahead of week five's Sunday and Monday action. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer,
1: And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.